Originality. You. <laughs> Welcome to Autographs. My name is Nick Singh, and just know originality is on the horizon. Let's go. All right, what up, folks? We're back. This is the final episode of season three where I've taken time to interview some of my close and personal friends and tell personal stories. Uh, actually, the ironic thing about today's episode is here sitting with me is my boy Mitch. But Mitch was actually the very first episode that I recorded, but we went so just random about how we did it. So I said, yo, let's sit back down and redo it. And the first episode is ironically turning into the last episode. So here we have Mitch. Mitch, say what up. How's it going? All right. So to give you guys a brief introduction on Mitch, actually, I'll give them a brief introduction on yourself. What are you What are you up to nowadays? Nowadays, I'm running my own business. So entrepreneur. It's called Newer Solutions. We focus on building green infrastructure. Right now, our main product is living walls, but we're slowly but surely bringing on new technologies like integrating solar with green roofs and Mm -hmm. and trying to be on the cutting edge of making buildings more efficient and sustainable. Perfect, man. I love the mission, but I really wanted you folks to hear that because you're about to hear some hooligan shit over the next 20 minutes, and it's important to know that it didn't just graduate to more hooligan shit. It actually became something successful in this weird, intricate process. But what you need to know is that Mitch and I met each other in high school, and we were kind of close during high school-ish, but we really became close after high school, I think, um, when him and I linked forces, and this is an important part of the story, because we're going to tell you some crazy shit about how we quit this job once. It was just so irresponsible and unacceptable, but it ended up happening. But it was all under the pretense that we were doing uh, network marketing together. So I don't know if you're listening to this and you've heard of what network marketing is. Um, multi-level marketing is another name for it, or another name is like like a pyramid scheme. It's like... <laughs> It's like shit. People, it's not a pyramid scheme, but people call it a pyramid scheme. And Mitch and I, out of all the friends that we had, uh, were two individuals that uh, they would call, but we would call just just join. They would call suckered into <laughs> starting our network marketing businesses. Um, why don't we talk about the network marketing experience for a second? Like, 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 what do you what did you think of that time in your life when you're doing that? Man, I owe so much to that time, and me that's, too. That's what I was most excited about when you first reached out to me and said, "Let's chat about that experience we had." Yeah. Because that time where you're coming out of high school and you're entering your first year of university, like those who you are in that time and who you become over those next four years, I feel like shapes you. Yeah, I really, really do. Yeah. Significantly. And network marketing was this weird thing that like really influenced us. Yeah. What do you think about it really? And by the way, folks, like we're not driving too far off topic here because this really was this. We're going to explain to you why we were under this very strange mindset. It was because of network marketing. But what did you feel network marketing looking in, looking back at it, what did it really give you? Because we made no money off it. We lost. No, we lost money. <laughs> we, we lost a lot of money. Yeah. But um, what it gave me was the knowledge of personal development. Mm. I had never heard that term. I'd never seen anybody doing, reading books about how to improve yourself or talking about it with other people. <clears throat> and being introduced to that, what I consider an early age, set me on a path that I also like honestly created so many successes for me in my life. And although we had quote unquote a failure, I don't call that experience a failure because yeah. it 
it, it helped us grow so much as people and Absolutely. learn so much. Um, but it created a lot of, we'll call it financially successful endeavors because of that. Absolutely. Yeah. So Dude, I think. Well said. Yeah. Personal development for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, that, that's what I took from it, which was a really strange thing. Because like if you're in network marketing or you've heard of it, everybody pretty much who's in it knows this. Um, that yes, they're trying to be successful financially, but the real buy-in as to why it's even worth it in the first place is always because of what you get out of it outside of finances. It's like, it really does provide a beautiful space. Like I remember you said this line, I never said this Mitch, but you told me once you're like, man, I never knew this, this existed. Like I never knew that this education existed. This is stuff I always wanted to learn. And still to this day, I question myself. I look at people graduating high school, exactly where you and I were at 18 years old, 18, 19. And None of them have heard of or will hear of the books that you and I were reading or the conferences, but it's so accessible and so relatable. They don't need to go down that path to network marketing, but I've always wanted to one day reach back out and find a way to provide for them access to that knowledge. I, 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 I think that's important. Would you agree? I agree. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so now we talked about like the dope part of the mindset. Let's talk about like, like this weird, strange, interesting, I don't know what to call it. Like, other the mind foolery. What's that? The tomfoolery. The tom. What the fuck's a tomfoolery? <laughs> Bro, that's that's a common expression. I've never heard of that. What does it mean? Like pretty much just us fucking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, 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 why did we feel that we could fuck around so much? Because we gained knowledge about how to influence through network marketing, through network marketing and personal development. We gained knowledge about how to influence and take action in spite of fear and reach out to other people and try to, I guess, create certain outcomes. Yeah. And we thought we had the training to create that. <laughs> and <laughs> We were so and, novice. But we were so confident about it, which yeah. actually created some results for us. So I remember this was kind of towards the end of our network marketing career. Yeah. Where, you know, we kind of realized this wasn't working out for us financially, but we still had the dream and we're holding on. Yeah. But we're, and it was the end of summer going into my second year university. Your and and I was going into my first year. Mitch and I are the same age. I just took a year off between high school and university. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were, we were, I just got back from living in BC for three months. Yeah. And there was one month left of summer. And all the lads were working at Goodfellows, this yeah. lumber yard. And I got hired on through what you guys all directed me to, which was the People Store. <laughs> what a fucked up name for a recruiting firm. It was literally, literally called the People Store. So I reached out to the People Store and instantly they linked me into the lumber yard. It was like, yeah, it was like, dude, this place really needs staffing. It was fucked up. But there was like five of our friends and we were dude, like, there was more than five of our friends, man. I feel like a lot of us work there. We would we would fill up a car of five. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I guess it, I guess it was five because we fill up, but we'd take cool turns carpooling. Yeah, yeah. And we'd ride that sunset out over to the lumber yard. Oh, the sunrise, where, the sunrise. Or so, sorry, yeah, sunrise. Yeah, and that was uh, ridiculous, man. We used to wake up at like like four forty-five in the morning or five, and get there so early and drive together, like <laughs> not talk to each other in the car because we we're so dumb tired, and work at this stupid lumber yard together. For a month. We did it for a month. I did it for two weeks. Yeah. And this is how I remember the story was I came on <clears throat> and I, they didn't really need me. I was just kind of like an extra body. <laughs> Dude, they didn't need any of us. And I spent most of my days just sweeping. Exactly. For, for eight hours, I would sweep. And I noticed a common like, like mentality amongst us towards this job where we were like, 
we're just here, but we're li- we had our headphones plugged in, listening to tapes. Yeah, Tony Robbins and yeah. Jim Rohn, all those people, and uh, our friends were out there just slinging slinging lumber. <laughs> they were actually working, and we were just <laughs> sweeping and listening to yeah. to podcasts because we were kind of more set on the long term goal, and. Uh, but we just felt like we were burning time. Yeah, we this was really strictly growing. a play to make money. I want people to know that. Like yeah. it was strictly at the time, Mitch and I didn't have businesses. Um, we had no other options to make money. Network marketing was just draining us mm-hmm. and we needed money. We needed money. Even though it was like two weeks, we're like, we'll take the paycheck for a full-time work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I was working in your warehouse a lot. We were just sweeping and chatting a yeah. lot. And a lot of those conversations were, bro, we're wasting our time. Like, let's get out of here. And then... <laughs> When did you exactly quit? I don't know, man. I just got fed up one day because I remember we were having these conversations and I was like, yo, today's the day I quit. Yeah. And there must have been two weeks left of summer and I'd work there for around three three weeks to a month and I just walked in and I just quit. I remember when I got hired, the guy looked at me directly in the eye and goes, you're going to be here till the end of summer, right? <laughs> and like until school starts. And I'm just like, yep. And in my mind, I'm just like, Fuck that. Absolutely not. But again, this network marketing would just give me this weird mindset to just like lie to people, to be honest with you. And I just looked at him like, yep. And I walked back in that day and I look at him and he knew why I was there. I was just like, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm not going to come back to my waited until I got that check for that week. And I quit that day. Mm-hmm. So I just walked in and I quit. And then I know you want to do the same thing. Yeah. Cause we were chatting the whole time. We're like, we're wasting our time. We got to we got to build our empires. We got to start businesses yeah. and things like that. It was so stupid. And then I we, saw we had quit. nothing else to do. No. Yeah. And uh, and then I remember it was like the next weekend or something or the, like the weekend after you had quit. And I was like, bro, I want to quit too. Like I, I want to get out there. I want to do something else, start a business, whatever. Let's fucking do something. And I was trying to phrase a text to the people store yeah, because to release me of my chains. <laughs> and I was like, Nick, can you help me out with this? So I gave you my phone and you're like, oh yeah, I know exactly what to say. Start texting up. And then I was like, can I see? And you're like, no, I already sent it. <laughs> <laughs> I quit for you. You quit. So I was like, all right, so I'm out now. Yeah. And uh, then we were like, what do we do? And then you knew of that opportunity where we could sell asphalt or something <laughs> like that in, dude so we quit and there were still two weeks left of summer but we were determined to make the most out of those two weeks and and like and make money so i had heard of this opportunity through the wire where we can go door to door and and uh pave people's not pave but like seal people's driveways with like this like shiny seal that you put over asphalt that you actually kind of need in canada because like in the winter you don't want like snow and all like that wetness getting underneath the, the asphalt I was like, bro, we just go there. It's commission-based. We're going to make a ton of money. We know how to sell. We're under this network marketing mindset. I was like, we can school these kids. They've been doing it all summer. We're going to beat their records. And which was like, yeah, dude, we'll school. Like, we'll go in there. We'll merc it. We're so much better. We've got all the knowledge. Yeah, it was such BS. network marketing presentations. Yeah, so we're literally, we walk into, we find out where their little office is. It's like some strange back of a back of the warehouse. And we drive in and we're just like, we would like to work. For, it was called Property Stars. Like We'd like to work for Property Stars. They'd go, yeah, there's only two weeks left of summer, but what did they say? They were like, you guys can start tomorrow if you want, but we're going on a, we're going on our company retreat tomorrow or something. What was it? It was like competi- It was some competition. It was like a company-wide competition. Yeah, and we're like, oh, that's perfect. Like We'll, we'll go with you guys on the competition. And then, and then what did they say that turned us off? 
So yeah, then they're like, oh, we don't. So we were hired. We got yeah, hired. Yeah, we don't. And they're like, we don't typically take people on, but we can tell you guys can sell. And we we're like, fuck yeah, we can sell. Yeah. And so we showed up the next day at like five thirty six because yeah. they were all hopping on a bus and we're gonna go to a hotel and then knock doors in that area <clears throat> for a week. It was like a for week. like five days. Yeah, so five days straight. It was like I don't want to say this. It was like this annual thing that that company does where every single year. Um, at the end of the season, they'll take everybody, they'll bunk them up in a hotel, they can't go home, and during that week, they have to go sell, and it becomes like this massive company-wide competition. Mm -hmm. So we were just starting. We had no idea what the product was. We didn't even know what the prices were, but we were entering <laughs> we we're entering like the wolf den at this time, yeah. like the year-end competition that everybody's stoked for. There's prizes, there's bonuses, there's extended commissions, and all this crap. And um, and and we, we pull up, and we're just like, yo, guys, like... Um, Listen, like this is like our last two weeks of summer before we go back to school. Like, can you just tell us where we're going? Can we just meet you there with our cars? We don't really want to get on the bus. And they were like, no, nah, it's a secret location. We're just like, wait, is it in the GTA? <laughs> like, is it in like the general area? And they're just like, no, we can't disclose it. No one knows where we're going. That's part of the that's part of the shtick here. Get on the bus. We had our shit with us. And I look at Mitch, and Mitch is not down. I'm just like, dude as much as we want to be these entrepreneurs, we were still these kids who just wanted to enjoy summer. Yeah. No, for me, it was my birthday was during, <laughs> during this thing. And they're like, yeah, if you leave during the five days, like you don't get any of your commission. I was like, not even for my birthday. Like, can we make an exception I, for here? I forgot about that. Like, no. So I was like, yo, I'm out. Yeah, and, and then we, you were out. And we walked back to our cars with our duffel bags and like our just half-ass packing because we did it the night before. And on the way home, I was like, bro, we I've never committed that hard to something <laughs> to back out so quickly. Like that just doesn't seem like me anymore. That was, but. yeah, no, neither me. But again, that's the network marketing mindset, man. We were under like this pretense that we could literally do whatever we wanted. Mm -hmm. I actually think that we would have walked into any place and that's what we did. So here's the story. On the way home, we're driving back. We must've been two minutes away from my house. And I shit you not, I've never made this turn in my life. I must have passed this thousands of times. I'm talking about thousands. Like this is literally on my way to most things. And it's this random fucking barn. And I had no idea that it was an even, I just had no idea it was a business. I just thought it was like a barn, like a farm, like somebody's there. They live there. It looked like it was a house on the property. Yeah, and I'm I think like, you're going to miss a step here. What was the step? We went to the gas station. Oh, okay, cool. We, we went I forget the, about this. We what went is it? to the gas station near your house and then we saw some people in a truck with a trailer and we saw the name of their company and you just yelled out to them you're like you guys hiring are you serious and they were just some random oh i remember this dude they were just like young people like yeah, us yeah, yeah. And, really, and they're like oh we don't know but like our our shop is just right there and then they pointed to the barn yeah they pointed to the barn so we turned because i had no idea it was a business so we pull into this barn and I look at Mitch, and Mitch looks at me, and we're on the exact same page. We're like, we're not leaving this barn until we get jobs. Yeah. I don't know why we're so, we didn't even know what they did. So we walk in and tell that story. So we go, there's like a a manager who kind of manages the, the warehouse, and he lets us know this guy, George, we need to call, who's the owner. Yeah. And he gives us George's phone number. And I'm Well, like, actually, hold on. No, 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 time out. We walk in. And there was just this random guy like fixing like welding shit. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. He's that's the guy who was kind of... That's right. who we spoke to. It was like this random foreman just <laughs> welding in this barn. Yeah. And he did not want to talk to us. He's like, what do you guys want? 
And then he realized that we just wanted jobs and we're just these kids. And we like, for some reason, took this as a massive challenge to like sell him. At least I did. Mm -hmm. And I remember like trying to build a rapport with him and use all these stupid sales tactics. And eventually he was just actually just a nice guy. He was just in the middle of something. So he ended up being like, oh yeah, go talk to, go talk to George. He's upstairs. So we go and we walk upstairs and we talked. Do you remember it differently? I remember it differently. What happened? I remember we got George's phone number. And Did then, we? And then we walked around back and looked out onto this farm and you and we got you called George. Yeah. And I remember these are like the things that I these are one of the like maybe like three moments I had <laughs> in network marketing where I looked at you operating and I was like, this guy has some supernatural talent right now. <laughs> the fuck? And I want this what he's got. And so like you get on the, the call with George and you're doing this whole Hey George, you know I'm. It, it's Nick calling. I, hey, how are you? Uh, I know this isn't normal, but I don't, and I don't normally do this. You probably never get calls like this. I'm a young guy. I'm ambitious. I'm really just trying to get some money. And and like you're giving this. Like, I was like really running through clean, a script, slick script, like well spoken, well thought out kind of spiel. Yeah. And this guy was ecstatic to hear you. He's probably never spoken to a sales guy like this before. Yeah, he, he was, was just like landscaping. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, come in tomorrow for a quick interview. And, uh, you know, I, I'd love to meet you. I'm really excited about this. Yeah. So then we went back the next day and then we met George. That is right. And he had our shirts waiting for us. He did have our shirts waiting we, for we, us. We, you already sold them. We were already, we already hired at that point. We were hired. He like, he, he talked to us for like five minutes. He goes, sure. Yeah. You guys are good to go. You guys are good for like the next like two weeks. And we're like, yep. And again, in my head, I was just like, nope, like, like, I don't know about that, but I'll just say yes in the moment. So did we start working that day? Yeah, we did. Okay, cool. And like to describe to you this job, it was horrible. Like this was my last landscaping job of my life. And I hopefully I never have to do this again. But dude, I don't even know what they did. They were like landscaping for for like big properties. Like, I don't even know, like complexes and shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, like, I don't really it was like for the city. It was like this weird thing. And we were digging trenches, like, like it felt like mile long trenches. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it felt like slave labor. And, and our supervisor at the time, we'll call him John. I don't want to name him by name for the sake of the story. He had the hell of a personality. It's Mitch, tell him about John. So yeah, it was our first day out and John was like, Hey guys, like, you know, I don't need to be here. I, I don't need to be here. <laughs> yeah. Right he now. starts with that. I, I, I'm a, you know, I had a business. I sold it. I'm, I'm actually a really successful guy. Uh, and meanwhile, yeah. we're doing like this minimum wage landscaping, worst job of the world. Yeah. And we were like, we're not, I was just thinking, we're not judging you, man. Like <laughs> we're, we're young kids, but like we appreciate the fact that you like are older and like, we don't care why you're here. Yeah. You know, he kept going on about like, oh, I had a business. I was successful. I'm just doing this for fun. Yeah. And that was his whole prerogative. Like, I don't need to be here. I'm like, I'm doing this I'm because doing this I love I landscaping. Yeah. It was and just like, what dude? That's the, that's such bullshit. Like yeah. no one does this because they want to do it. This sucks. We were to give you context. We had like this truck and it didn't have any back seats. So it would be me. It'd be John driving and then Mitch and I would take turns. So it'd be John and then me squished in the middle on like this massive hump with like my legs just tucked in for like half an hour to 45 minutes a day and then mitch on the other side on the window seat and we'd be having like these weird conversations where john was just trying to validate himself and then the job in and of itself sucked and it was like the last week of summer i think like the next day or like the next few days or something like that it was mitch's birthday and we're like all right look we made our money this job sucks let's get out of here let's quit and we made the decision to quit 
and 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 how we quit was so unacceptable and so inappropriate that I almost feel embarrassed to say it. Um, I get a call from Mitch. We decided to quit that day, and we had left work. And Mitch is just like, "All right, look, I'm going to." How did it even go? Like, like I know that we did a few things to quit this job, but yeah. why did we feel like we needed to do so many things? I think because we were supposed to show up the next day. And yeah, we weren't showing up the next day. Yeah, we we quit on the fly. Oh, we got back to the barn, and George, who we were meant to speak to, like to actually quit in person, he wasn't there. Yeah. So then, what was our what what was our decision? We were like, we we're like, we have to get in touch with George. Yeah. And he wasn't answering. Oh, I didn't want to call him or something like that. I remember it just was like after hours. It was weird. It was dark. And then you were just like, all right, yo, I'm driving back here later. I'm going to write a note from both of us and I'll slip it underneath the barn door. And for some reason, I thought this was a good idea. So I'm just like, all right, yeah, sure. Go for it, man. So I'm chilling with my other buddies later and I get a call from Mitch and I think you were drunk. And (laughs) and then he, he just goes, all right, yo, I'm like, what? He goes, look, so I slid that note under the door, but I, I took it back. <laughs> I went back and I got, I don't think it's a good note, man. He goes, listen, I'm driving downtown right now and uh, I'm with some buddies and we've been drinking. Um, do you mind just calling George? And I'm just like, dude, this it's like 10 o'clock PM, man. I'm not calling George. He goes, dude, we need to get those paychecks. We can't just quit on the fly. Like with we, we can't quit without saying anything. I was like, go put the note back. He's just like, nah, I already took it. And I'm just like, dude, go put the note back. We bickered for like three to four minutes. And I realized this guy wasn't going to budge. I'm like, all right, then you call George. And he goes, why? And I'm just like, dude, I'm high as fuck right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I can't call George, dude. I'm tripping out about this. And then he's just like, no, man. And Mitch, like, this is like mine and Mitch's relationship. He'll just be so unnecessarily stubborn in certain situations but in like the best way where it's just funny and you just cave for no reason he's just like no man i'm not doing it i'm just like i really have to call this guy right now so i was like all right okay cool so i tell my boys downstairs what's going on i hang up the phone on mitch and i go upstairs away from these guys because they're making a lot of noise and i must have left george like a six and a half minute voice note (laughs) (laughs) like like dude it was the longest most drawn out most apologetic worst voicemail of my life and I remember hanging up and then immediately texting you yo fuck you dude I literally just (laughs) left George a six and a half minute voicemail that was bullshit and Mitch was just like it's fine it's done so we moved on with our nights and about a week later we realized that yo we got to go pick up our checks so we show back up to this barn I send in Mitch because I'm just like dude I'm not going in there I don't think I went in there with you did I I can't remember. I don't remember about the checks. But anyways, one of us walked in or both of us. We pick up the checks. It's George doesn't even come down and see us. We just get them from someone else, at least to my memory that happens. Mm-hmm. Mitch comes back in the oh, car. Oh, no, I remember, actually. Oh, you do? I went in and I saw George. Oh, you did? I saw George and he was so shook. <laughs> was he shook? <laughs> he was like, he was like, and it wasn't angry. It was more like, like a son who had let him down. Are you serious? Yeah. And I think it had a lot to do with like the initial call Mm. and the optimism he had towards us. I don't know if like you inspired him to see us as the future of this company based (laughs) on that call because I could have sworn he would have thought that. Because he didn't know we were in school or anything. And uh, he was just like, well, what happened? And I didn't have much to say other than, yeah, we we quit. We just moved on. (laughs) Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, that was that was the end of that. That was the end of that. And then Mitch came back in the car. We lo- we we got our checks. I, I I don't. Yeah, I think we opened them. And then actually, no, we did open them because Mitch looks down and he goes, "Dude, it's the wrong amount." And this shit must have been like sixty bucks off. Like it yeah. it wasn't a lot. It was just like a few shaved hours. But we're like these university kids where every friggin' dollar counts, especially we're like in network marketing, we're losing a ton of money, like thousands of dollars each year. <laughs> we needed as much coin as we possibly get our hands on. So Mitch goes, I got to go back in. I'm like, Mitch, take this out, dude. We just quit this job in the fir- in the worst way possible. George doesn't like us. I do not want to go back in there. I don't want to wait in this parking lot and like see John and all these people because they're loading up for the day. And Mitch goes, no, dude, I have to go back in. So he goes back in and 15 minutes later, he comes out. I'm like, did you get it? He goes... It wasn't easy, but I got it. <laughs> so he got his extra 60 bucks or whatever it was. And that was LMS. And I actually think, I was going to say, I think that was like the last job of my life. I've had like 31 jobs, like an insane amount of jobs, but it wasn't because uh, I went on to have more jobs in university, but that was one of the many screwed up stories. Probably the most messed up story about how I quit a job. Was that the most messed up story about as to how you like quit jobs and stuff that, mm. that period of life? No, I had one that is probably worse. Are you serious? Yeah. But it was more so like the way I delivered it. I was uh, I was golfing. We quit, th- by the way, we quit three jobs in two weeks. I, yeah. I just took that in. Yeah, no, well, that's that was kind of why that period of time was so memorable to me was because we quit Goodfellow. We quit the landscaping job. And then no, no, like, no, no. We quit Goodfellow. We quit property stars property stars before we even started we quit we quit the landscaping job yeah and then i don't know if you recall but you're like my dad has a friend who needs help oh my gosh <laughs> dude i forgot help. dude it was his boss it was my dad's boss who needed help like moving mulch around or some like yeah like weird shit yeah and then what was that again did we, we do it? it we were like helping to renovate his house or something yeah and like were we like moving bricks, bricks. yeah <laughs> we had a bunch of bricks in the backyard that sucked yeah and that was another like one of those experiences where we were doing it and we were like man this isn't the this isn't the thing that we want to be doing right now yeah because you know? our mindset was like you know big sales big money yeah residual yeah like have an empire kind of thing and we were like yeah, this th- these these, these aren't aligned with who we believe we are. Dude, we moved the bricks though. We did. We did. There was the that was unreasonable, man. Like I think that this guy, it what it really looked like was that he like did demolition on like a big part of the house, and there was just a shit ton of bricks just everywhere, yeah. and we were responsible for moving all of these bricks. Like it was the we there were we did not. I really left that job that day because we didn't quit. He only needed us for a day, but really knowing. That we did not do what we were hired to do. Like I looked around, and it looked the same as when we came in. Like yeah. we just moved a ton of bricks around. I forget what we did, but that was like a one-off job. And then what happened after that? And then we went to school. Yeah, I, on the last podcast, I told people how I got into Guelph, which was fucked up. Yeah. You, you were actually the guys. This is if you listen to the last podcast. That's like that crazy story as how I got into university. Mitch was the reason I got in this weird thing happened like on the landscaping job one day he looks at me and he knows that I'm struggling with this whole school thing because I did all this shit if you listen to the last podcast you'll get what I mean and then Mitch leans over and he goes yeah you should come to Guelph and it was as subtle as that like I was like oh dude I didn't apply and then we dropped it but that was like the little seed that you planted to me of this weird I was like okay cool I think that I can pull this off and I'm now looking back at it I probably thought that I could pull it off because of 
resting on the virtue of all the other weird shit that we were pulling off in like other areas of our life between like Goodfellas and property stars and landscaping. And in hindsight, like these jobs were so easy to get and easy to quit. But I think that we thought we were like moving mountains. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt. I was you just like, did feel that way. We were moving mountains. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How should we kill this off? It was, a, I, I guess what happened after that is I went to first university. Mitch was in second university. We were at the same school. And we've been homies ever since, but that was the story as to how we quit three jobs in two weeks. Yeah, four jobs technically. It was uh, it was a period of time where we had nothing, and we <laughs> wanted everything. <laughs> and it's uh, a good way to put it. And now that that scale has slightly tipped. Yeah, and I still feel similarly, but now I feel like really starting to more align with that vision mm -hmm. that we had initially yeah. through I don't know if network marketing created the vision or if we just I think it I think it like helped us discover that there was a vision to be had. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's kill it here. Let's kill it on a positive note. Something insightful. Anybody going through anything, um, be it network marketing or jobs that you really don't feel aligned with that aren't for you. Um actually I won't start there. Anybody in network marketing, let's speak to those folks for a moment. If you're in it or you're considering it, what do you have to say to them, Mitch? I think if you have a viable business and you're successful at network marketing, then all the power to you. Keep rocking it. Um, if you feel disaligned and uh, like it's you're having to fake any part of yourself, then I would start exploring new opportunities. If you don't believe in your product, get out as quick as possible. <laughs> would but you say that we believed in our product? We thought it was cool. Yeah. It wasn't something that... We didn't avidly believe in it, though, I don't no, think. No, no. It wasn't like, I want to really impact the world with this product. Yeah. Um, but take as much learning and growth as you can, because one of the greatest things about network marketing is you are successful if the people that you bring into the business are successful. Yeah. And that's what creates the culture of self-improvement well because people want their recruits to, to be better people. Yeah. So yeah, that's focus on that. And uh, if your vehicle's working, keep, keep, keep driving it. And if it's not look for new vehicles, love it. And lastly, Mitch, what do you have to say to the folks who are currently living an unaligned life where, their relationships, their uh, way of being, their careers don't align and they think that they're built for more. Um, and they were in their position that we were in maybe a little bit farther down the line or maybe before we started. What do you have to say to them? Do shrooms. No, <laughs> in, all, in, all, in all realistic. Just, <laughs> just do shrooms. In, in real, realistically, um, create some more self-awareness, um, whether that be through meditation or going for a, a walk in nature um personal just, development reading books yeah you know learn about yourself learn about yourself look for the areas within yourself that feel tense and when you think about that thing you just feel a little bit sick that's what i would describe misalignment to feel like yeah um and slowly work your way through those things mm -hmm. and it's not easy but uh you got to attack those those difficult areas in your life in order to to be more complete and, and more aligned. Yeah, really well said. And, and and I would just add to that and just say that for as much as you might feel off track, you have to recognize that you're probably in equal parts on track. And I don't just mean that as like some positive thinking BS. 
I really do feel that part of discovering what you want is really getting a grip of what you have nothing to do with what you don't want. And if you feel misaligned and just out of balance and just not in harmony with how you feel that you should be, and you're trying to discover your purpose and you're trying to do things that like really matter, um, know that this whole feeling that you're doing things that don't matter is contributing in a major way. And you'll look back at this period in your life when you are living something that feels meaningful and say, man, had it not been for those times where I felt so out of alignment, I might've been never been driven in the way that I needed to be to really find my purpose. And now I know this is my purpose, not because I found something that I felt I enjoy and just fell into it, but because I experienced so much of the shit that I have nothing in my soul to do with. And I think that that period of our lives did that for us in a way. Would you agree? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cool. All right, let's kill it there. Mitch, thanks for being on, bro. Let's go get this workout in. Thanks so much for having me. Peace, brother. One love. <laughs>